What is going on with the San Diego goals? Ten losses in a row. Where, how'd they get here? Where do they go from here? We'll talk about all of that on this edition of Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Ay ay ay. Ten losses. Ten losses. I I cannot believe it. Your Locked On Ducks. Your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Boy, this this team is just some kind of awful, folks. <sighs> Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Or in this case, Locked On Goals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for well over a decade. And this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL to get $20 off your first purchase on the Game Time app. So we're going to kind of mix things up a little bit today. First off, I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering minor league hockey for well over a decade. I've been, I'm now the PA announcer for the Firebirds, and... Also contribute to Defend the Nest, which covers also the San Diego goals. We're going to mix things up. The reason, I usually do a big takeaway first, but I feel like we have to talk about the games that led up to my big takeaway and what's going on with the San Diego goals. And as, I mean, not quite moved in yet also, just want to reiterate that. That'll be coming soon. The room is... Pretty much done. So, new setting soon. Yay. (sighs) Let's talk about the last three games. And I'm only going to briefly talk about the last... Or the previous two games very quickly. Because the last one, that one was painful. We're not going to go too much into the loss a few nights ago against the Calgary Wranglers. It was an 8-3 shellacking. Alex Stalock started in goal. He did not finish. He gave up seven goals in less than two periods. Colton Pullman, Ben Jones, Ben Jones again, Matt Coronado, Brady Lyle, Emilia Patterson, Brett Sutter, the captain, scored for Calgary. The only good in that game was that Olin Zellweger got three points. Two primary assists, by the way. I'll talk about Olin Zellweger a little bit more later. The bad with Olin Zellweger is he he lost his cool. This was a game where Olin Zellweger kind of lost his cool at the end of the game because he got nailed for holding, which, looking back, maybe not the best of calls. Seven seconds later, Calgary scored on the power play. As he left the box, he was still visibly pissed off. So he went right back into the box for unsportsmanlike. Yeah, he, he lost it. He kind of lost it that game. That was an 8-3 loss to the Calgary Wranglers. So that's loss number eight in a row. Stop me if you've heard this before, because this is pretty much what happened last season, wasn't it? It it, kind of was. Then the previous, or the game after that, I guess the Colorado Eagles. Now, this one was at least kind of a fun game to watch. At least on this one, Kelly Klang didn't leave. He gave up four goals. There was an empty netter by Joel Giveranta, who finally got another one in the end. Okay, good for Giveranta. He scored his second of the season. Yay. I will say the good thing about that game was Nestorenko probably had one of his better games of the season, 
But again, San Diego lost. So that is now nine losses in a row. So the losses are starting to pile up here. We go into last night's game at Pachanga Arena against the Charlotte Checkers, a team that they had lost twice previously, both times in overtime. This one had win written all over it because we had Cali Klang in net. There was some changes in the lineup, but the most glaring change, Olin Zellweger was a healthy scratch. Ooh, boy. Yeah, I had been critical about the way the Ducks slash goals are handling and bringing up Olin Zellweger, and I don't think they're bringing him up the best way. I'll talk about that a little bit more later. So he was a healthy scratch. Mystifying. But that might have sent a message to the team because the goals came out right away firing. Ben King scored late in the first period. Followed, of course, in the second by a couple of checkers goals, Rasmus Asplund and Patrick Giles. So Charlotte has a 2-1 lead. Then one of the dumbest goals you're ever going to see. As I watch this, my only word was, how? How the hell did that goal get scored? Well, let me break it down for you. This was a point shot. Okay, somehow a point shot from Trevor Carrick on the power play. By the way, the only power play of the day because there was only one penalty called. And it was a Patrick Kotarenko tripping penalty. Trevor Carrick blasted one from the point. I thought it was going to kind of bounce away from the point right there. Then it took a weird bounce. The pounce, the, the puck bounced off of Pavel Regenda, who's standing behind the net. Yes, Regenda is standing behind the net. So he's just behind the red line. It, or Sorry, he's just in front of the red line, rather. It bounces off of him. He goes down in a heap. Like, he just went down. Okay? And then it bounced off a Charlotte player. I think it was Callie Stjallid who it bounced off of. And then went into the goal. Just past the left pad and past the left arm of Weber. And that's how the game was tied up. What a dumb goal. (laughs) It was dumb, but it went in. So tied 2-2. No scoring in the third, but not without a plethora of chances by the San Diego goals. And this is kind of what both infuriated me and got me excited. The effort was there the last few minutes. And I even tweeted, like, the effort from Judd Caulfield at the end of that game was superb. Yes, they were playing prison rules. The reason there was only one penalty called is because they let they let a lot go, folks. They let a lot go in this game. Just, you know, missed call after missed call. But, you know, prison rules. Let them play. You know, let them knock each other down. Let them have little taps here and there. Unless it's a stupid blatant call, then you call it. But they were going prison rules on this one. And, you know, some of the fans were loving it. And then we get to the end of regulation. And I actually did count this. Nine shot attempts in the last minute and a half. Actually, less than a minute and a half. It was about 80 seconds. But nine 
shot attempts at the end. None of them went in. Zero. You got to imagine how frustrating that is. Because there were four shots on goal. There was like one or two blocks and a couple of bad misses. One of them looked like it could have been a goal and just didn't go in. So it, it was partially frustrating. Because how do you get that many chances and not get one in? It was partially bad offense, but partially the goals were snake bitten at the end of regulation. So we go to overtime. And I'll cut to the chase. Um, Charlotte won in overtime again. This is the third time these two teams have met. All three times Charlotte has won in sudden death overtime. Oh, look who scored the goal. Patrick Kodorenko for Charlotte. Who did get the penalty early on that resulted in the goal's power play goal. He got the game winner. San Diego got slightly lazy at the very end there. Um, Godin got beat. Carrick got beat. Even Regenda. Regenda just kind of slowed down a bit. It was bad. So final score, three to two in overtime. And that is now 10 losses in a row. 10 in a row. How did we get here? How did the goals get to 10 losses in a row? We'll talk about that on the other side. Now, a brief word from Game Time. That is right, the Game Time app is probably one of my favorite apps that I use because I use it to get a plethora of sports tickets, including cheap last-minute tickets for whatever team you want. I've gotten dollar tickets for the Angels. I've gotten cheap tickets for the Dodgers. That's one of the best ticket-buying experiences I've had on any app. Yes, StubHub, I've seen, you know, tickets for, you know, much, much more. Through game time, you have got the all-in price right there, views from every seat, and you know what? They are finding more ways to help you save money on tickets. Find exclusive flash deals as well, which I've used in the past before. There's flash deals, there's sponsored deals on football, basketball, hockey, by the way. There's some pretty decently priced Ducks tickets on there right now. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL to get $20 off your first purchase. I've used it, so should you. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to Locked On Gulls, which is under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're here with Jason J.D. Hernandez. How did the goals get here? Ten losses in a row. You know what's funny is they got those two losses or those two wins at the start of the season, and I was getting excited, like, hey, like this is this is a change. The goals are off to a Hot start. Maybe this is the turnaround. Oy, how wrong I was. 
we are we are now at 10 in a row so here's one way how the goals got here there has been a weird mishmash of line changes that have taken place throughout these 10 losses we've seen certain guys getting healthy scratched Olin Zellweger getting scratched again on this last game and I get it because Zellweger has been frustrated and he's now been visibly showing his frustration even though he had a three-point night the other night for whatever reason Matt McIlvain decided no you know what I gotta pull him like he's getting frustrated and I think how we got here is the players the young guys are just getting frustrated and are not handling this perhaps the best way. You have to understand, this is a young team. These are all the highly touted prospects that were seen as, oh, they're going to take the goals to the next level. They're going to eventually make the Anaheim Ducks. They're going to succeed in Anaheim. Look, I totally get that. Were the Ducks prospects maybe ranked too high? I still believe not. I still believe in these prospects. But look at all the young guys that are on this team. Drew Hellison is still young. Tyson Hines. Jacob Perot. By the way, Braden Tracy's also been hurt. So that's one way how they got there. One of the biggest ways that San Diego has gotten here is because they have not had the services of their captain, Chase DeLeo. Let's revert back to last season. Last season, Chase DeLeo missed about two-thirds of the season. He was out for all that time, and the goals struggled without their captain. It was only when he came back that the goals were about competent. In games where Chase DeLeo played... They were hovering around 500. So they were a better team with Chase DeLeo. And we're seeing it again this season. I know it. I know I shouldn't say that one player can or cannot make a difference. But in this case, I do think that one player truly can make a difference. And Chase DeLeo is kind of the partial glue that holds the team together. And I think this happens more in the AHL than it does in the NHL. Because in the AHL, you have a mixture of veterans, but you also have a lot of prospects, a lot of draft picks, a lot of guys that are coming up that are trying to make it to the NHL. And most of the time, whoever winds up being the captain of an AHL team has played in the NHL. Brett Sutter, he's had NHL experience. Max McCormick for Coachella Valley. He's had NHL experience. TJ Tynan for the Ontario Reign. He's had NHL experience. Chase DeLeo. He's had NHL experience with the Anaheim Ducks. So these guys knows kind of what it takes to get to the NHL. And without having that guidance, I think it hurts the rest of the team. So that's a big, big way how the goals got to 10 losses. They've also been a little bit snake-bitten. They've especially been snake-bitten against the Charlotte Checkers, and I think that's another big way how the goals got there. Those three losses against Charlotte, those games were all winnable games. The game yesterday, the goals could have won in the last few minutes of regulation and were a little bit snake-bitten. 
They just could not get the puck in the back of the net. Part of it's good defense by Charlotte. Part of it is puck luck. There was just some weird crap going on with that puck. It was bouncing in weird spots. So that's another way how they lost that game. But also, and I think the most frustrating part about how the goals got here, they're not holding leads. Anytime the goals have had a lead late in a game, they have found some way to blow it in the end. I'm going to go all the way back, and I'm going way back here to the start of the streak. Remember when the goals were playing the Ontario Reign, and it looked like they were going to have a good chance against Ontario? They even had a shorthanded goal on their Reign, and it looked like they were going to tie the game late, but were snake-bitten there. That one, I would consider that one a bad loss. The game against Tucson, I would certainly consider that a bad loss. Because San Diego was right there on that game as well. The game where they lost the lead with three seconds left in Charlotte. That might have been the most frustrating one. Because San Diego could have ended this week right there and then. And they had that game won and they did not win that game. And it's still frustrating to even talk about that. So that's kind of how they got there. They've gotten there by bad luck, by not holding leads, by their captain missing, and by weird lines and maybe not optimal lineups for the San Diego goals. Um, I don't think there's going to be any change going on right now because this is the American Hockey League. You know, go- coaches tend tend to stick around for the whole season. It's a little more rare in the AHL that a coach gets the axe in the middle of the season. But when those losses start piling up like this, I got to think that Matt McIlvain is a little bit, a little bit in the hot seat right now. Because what's coming up for San Diego is going to be tough. Which begs the next question. Um, Where do the goals go from here? How do they move forward? Well, I'll give you my thoughts on that after this brief intermission. Stay locked in, folks. Now, let's talk about FanDuel. FanDuel, by the way, is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Score this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Number one. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action because the app is super easy to use. You got spreads, player props like is Frank Vetrano going to score a hat trick? Is Troy Terry going to score a hat trick? Is insert awesome Anaheim Ducks player here going to score a hat trick? Over unders and much more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the season with FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please, folks, gamble responsibly. And by that, I mean don't bet on the San Diego goals right now.
I feel so bad saying that, folks. But welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Well, it's goals Thursday, so it's Locked on Goals. Once again, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. Yeah, let's talk about where the goals go from here. Where, where do they go? Well, first, let's look at the upcoming schedule, and then I'll talk about where they can possibly go from here. Upcoming schedule. They have Charlotte again. Watch the... I mean, just to be a jerk here, what if they lose in overtime again to the Charlotte Checkers tomorrow night, Friday at Pachanga Arena, and what if that's the way they lose their 11th game in a row? How spectacularly could they possibly lose their 11th game in a row? Yeah, I mean, I hate being pessimistic, but watch that happen. But there is hope. They got San Jose on Tuesday. Then they got Chicago for two games on Thanksgiving weekend. If they don't win all three of those games, if they don't beat San Jose and Chicago twice, then I would say there is something very wrong because San Jose, Chicago, they're both way down there in the standings. In fact, looking at the standings, San Jose is out of the playoffs right now. They're 3-5-3. Three, three. They've only got nine points themselves. Chicago, they're 2-7-1. and one. They're the only team, the only team in the AHL with a worse record than the San Diego Goals. So we're going to have a matchup of futility over Thanksgiving weekend. God, I hate, I hate saying it in those terms, but I have to call a spade a spade because that's exactly what we're going to have. We're going to have the two worst teams in the AHL playing each other at Pachanga Arena Thanksgiving weekend. But I think this is their best chance to perhaps try to turn things around. This is their chance. So where they go from here, beat the lesser teams. Where they go from here, maybe don't take out certain players because of frustration. Maybe it was different for Olin Zellweger, but maybe play him. Z's had a pretty solid season so far. Of course, Braden Tracy being healthy, that's important. Chase DeLeo, whenever he comes back, that's going to be important as well. But you've got to look at the personnel you're putting out on the ice and you know, maybe really shake things up and completely change the lineup. I mean, completely change the lineup. How would you feel about having Pasta in the lineup with a bit more regularity? I think I would like to see Pastujov get in the lineup a little bit more than he has been recently. I I would say also maybe put... Ah, this is going to be tough. Maybe put Zellweger in the third line. If you're going to... I don't want to say punish him, but if you're going to put him in a lesser role then at least put him in the third line. I know you're going to have to have maybe Hines in there or Hines out or Hellison out or White or Haig out. It, it is a little bit tough. You know, Carrick's been fine. Luno had his games. He's done well. Drew Hellison has been fine. I think Zellweger has been good. In the grand scheme of things, he's been good. And maybe, just maybe completely change around the lines. That top line of Nestorenko, Agazino, and King has been pretty good. Uh, 
maybe switch it up. <laughs> maybe don't put Regenda with Godin and Perot. Maybe really play with your lines here. Maybe maybe try Pavel Regenda with Judd Caulfield. Because I think that line, like those two, can put up some big numbers. And I would say out of everyone else on right wing that I think has the intensity level, I think Judd Caulfield has had maybe the best intensity level out of all those other wingers. You know, King's been solid. Perot's been solid. But Caulfield, maybe reward him by putting moving him up a little bit. Maybe maybe you put Godin up in the first line because Godin's been pretty solid. Maybe just completely move things around. How about having a line maybe of, I don't know, maybe... Ooh, let's try Regenda Agazino Caulfield. We have not seen that line at all this season, but maybe this is the time to just throw crap at the wall and see what sticks. You know, really, really try something completely BS crazy here. So that's one way they could go. And I hate to say this about Alex Daylock, but he's not been solid at all this season. In fact, Staylock has been downright awful his save percentage last time i looked was about 870 his goals against is about four and a half actually yeah so goals against well over four goals a game save percentage about 870 that is not good in any level so maybe you start cali clang a little bit more often than you have that might be the only solution to try to right the ship and another place that they can go from here it is early in the season we're only 12 out of 72 games in let me repeat that 12 out of 72 games i'm not saying the season's over i'm not saying all hope is lost but i'm also not saying that there's hope either i'm saying there's a chance i'm trying to stay at least a little bit positive about this because with the right personnel they can possibly succeed And if they can get three wins in a row against San Jose, Chicago, Chicago, then maybe that'll help their momentum. That'll help their attitudes a little bit. And maybe we could see something kind of build a little bit and see the young guys really flourish. So that's kind of my hope. That's where I hope the goals go from here. Realistically, it's not looking too good, folks. I mean, this could be another lost season very early, but they do have a chance. They have a chance to right the ship, but it has got to happen fast. Otherwise, we could have another coaching change and we could see our fourth or fifth different coach since I began covering this team. So that's kind of my thoughts on all that. (sighs) Well, it's been a day talking about this team. So I just want to say thanks for listening and thanks for watching. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, ad-free on Amazon. Also hit the subscribe button on YouTube. And also, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube. So Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7 covering like the biggest sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On 
So you have, I'll give a few shout outs here. Seth Topol could be covering the Minnesota Wild. He'll be on there. Gil Martin from Locked on Islanders, Locked on NHL. They could be covering some stuff. Shout out to Erica Ayala from Locked on Kraken. Got to give my shout out there. You know, all those local experts from Locked on plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked on Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Oh, yeah. How do you like that, folks? So check us all out on there. You could follow me on the app formerly known as Twitter, Comsa, at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Or you could drop me a line at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And once I finally get moved into my new spot, I'm going to open up the mailbag. So send your questions to the email address. Once again, LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And once again... Thank you all for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. And especially those of you that have given support over the last few days as far as like Firebirds. You guys are supremely awesome. So I thank you all so, so much. For Locked On Ducks and Locked On Goals, this is Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the afternoon. Please remember to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks and Goals fly together.